0: Our decisions are like a muscle, you know, like you're starting to exercise. So the more that you start to get rid of things, you'll get easier. Hi, I'm Kezia Hosking, and you're entering a world gone good.
1: Well, hello and welcome. My name's Steve, and I'm so happy you're here and ready to get your good on. World Gone Good keeps growing thanks to listeners like you. If you want to help us spread the good, please, yes, by all means, share our link with your friends, post on your social media, subscribe, rate, and or review. We thank you for sharing our good show with all the good people you know. Today is a first, and it's a big first. Our good is going international. So buckle up because we're about to cross the pond. Well, at least I am because I'm in California. I don't know where you are. And uh, I mean, right at the moment, it's about me, I guess. (laughs) So we're going off to jolly old England. Kezia Hosking is the green domestic fairy, and she's here to help us clean up our path, organize our future, and share her own brand of good. Kezia Hosking, you are my first international world gone good victim.
0: Yay. (laughs) Oh, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be with you to be the first one.
1: Yeah. That's exciting. It's exciting. Now, where are you in the
0: world? I am in London, in the United, United Kingdom at the moment. Um, yeah, but, um, I am from Brazil, um, and I've been living here for about 18 years. Wow. What, what made you move to London? Oh, the language. Um. So, in when I was studying in in Brazil, I was studying to become a teacher, a uh, English teacher and a Portuguese teacher. And um, I've been kind of um, I've I've been learning English since I was three years old. I've been going to you know private school and everything because I just always loved the language. So I went to study, and then the English that I was learning there wasn't nowhere. You know, I, it wasn't was what I was expecting. It was English to teach, uh, so I thought, okay, this is interesting. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I said, okay, mom and dad, I'm gonna get a gap year and I'm gonna go to a country where they speak in English. So uh, initially, I wanted to go to either America, USA, or the UK, um, and then at the time, the nine eleven happened. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and I, I was like, no, I, I think I'm going to go to the UK instead. <laughs> um, and then I, I did, I did came to the UK in 2002. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, but then, you know what life is like, S- Stephen is like, uh, you know, they send you somewhere and you have that intention and then, uh, destiny or God, she has got another plan, you know, um, and then I, I'm here. I've been here since then. <laughs> I met my husband basically, and then I just decided to stay. We decided to stay here. Isn't that amazing?
1: So it did work out perfectly. Yeah. It, was, it was meant to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sure that if I gone to uh, USA, you're going to you know where you are, I would be really happy. But I wouldn't. Have, I would have not had the, you know, the the the. The life that I have here now, which I think is pretty amazing as well, you know.
1: Have you been to the United States?
0: No, I haven't. Okay. We we plan to go um, this year, but then <laughs> but then COVID okay, hit. Sure. So uh, we we just yeah we are still I still want to go to New York. I would love to go to New York. I would love to go to California. Um, yeah. We'll, and um, we stop on by here
1: in Santa Barbara or we'll come down to Los Angeles and we'll take you around. And amazingly, same situation for us. I've been through Heathrow a number of times, um, but I've never been to London and I had, we had a trip to London and then onto Greece right. onto Greece and we had to cancel the right. we had to cancel the whole thing. So that is in our future as well. So we'll we'll
0: take oh, yeah. we'll take turns being tour guides for each other. We'll
1: come to London.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We have a spare bedroom here and we kind of, I live in the suburban part of London, so it's like 40 minutes uh, drive from Heathrow. Nice. Nice. (laughs) So yeah, definitely do come.
1: Absolutely. Now you are a professional organizer and sustainable cleaning coach, and there's so much to dive into here. How did you get from wanting to be a teacher and learning English to cleaning up people's disgusting messes and habits
0: (laughs) that is a very good question um so my one of my first jobs when i when i arrived here because i came here as a student so i was i was studying english and i studied here for quite a bit of time um uh so my one of my first jobs i worked at someone's um um house on saturdays but during the week i was working in her office um and she had a sort of a a magazine she wrote a magazine about health um and all about everything about alternative types of um health kind of uh, medicine um but yeah i mean i think that every immigrant when they when they go somewhere they you know especially me i was working part-time i I've had a friend who indicated me or recommended me and um yeah and then I started working there every immigrant they don't have much choice do they I mean my English was good but then my English was American English because I never study Amer- um English British English <laughs> um so um, people were still looking at me funny because I was saying things like trash and, uh, you know, other things in water. Um, so then they were like, oh, are you American? And I'm like, no, no, I'm Brazilian, but I learned the American English. So my English it wasn't perfect. It wasn't really good. I could get away with asking for directions and get food. Um, so then I, that was the first job that I started. I started working as a, um, a cleaner in that office. Um, but then I was always wanting to learn, always wanting to read things. And, uh, in my spare time, I used to research, read some of the magazines. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that I read there on the magazines They were like, oh, this is interesting. Just like how, how is it that whatever you wear, whatever you have in your house affects your health, affects your fertility, you know, affects your mental state and everything, all sorts of different things like that. Um, Yeah, so that is how I became then a cleaner. And then after that, the time is starting to go by. And actually, I love cleaning. (laughs) I love cleaning and I love, um, you know, helping people to kind of have the best that they can in their house, you know, feel the best that they can. I love that feeling, probably because I'm an empath. And also I'm number 2 on Enneagram so I'm like I like helping people anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Well there's a
1: there's an energy there that happens when you um clear out space in your life, clear out space in your home, clear out space in your your thinking process and physically too. And and there's got to be some good to that in letting things go and opening up.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You call yourself
1: the Green Domestic Fairy. Where did that name come from?
0: <laughs> um, because uh, this sort of project had been has been in my heart and in my head for quite a long time, um, and the so if I cut if I put the 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 name into pieces, let's call it. So the green part is the sustainable part, is the part that. You know everything that I do it's in order for our own well being for our own health as well as the people around as well as as well as your pet or you know the 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 animals that live around as well as the planet so that is the green part That's the, the domestic is just that it's everything to do with the house and that is either cleaning uh, organization um you know, hacks for the house and kitchen and so many other things and how to keep your appliances running well and all sorts of different things like that. And the fairy is because that's how I've been starting to be called by my clients. Um, you know, there's so many, so many uh, instances that, um, you know, someone would arrive in their houses and they'll see that the house was nice and clean. And I was probably, you know, leaving the house to... Um, uh, to go home, and they were like, "Wow, your house looks so nice and clean." And then you know they would look at me and say, "Yeah, that's my fairy." So that's where the fairy comes from. Um, <laughs> I was going to call myself a goddess, but then I thought, no, I'm, I'm more like a fairy. I'm quite, I'm like quietly doing my magic, um, and I'm happy just to kind of uh, you know to just to be doing my own thing. And yeah, so that so that is the where the, where the name comes from um and i just had the time to kind of think more about that throughout actually this this pandemic whereas when i couldn't work um so i had to stay at home and i started thinking about you know you know what is it that i'm wanting to do um yeah so that's where the name comes from so
1: in your um travels and and trails along the way here's a question who's filthier men or women and who has a harder time letting things go, men or
0: women? <laughs> Ooh, oh, that is a very good question. That's a very good question. I think that both um, women, women, I'll start with the who has the hard time letting go. I I found that mainly women have a bit of time letting go. Um I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound uh unfair, but I find that they we tend to get a little bit more attached to 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 memories and to things and to, you know, this letter working with clients so many times, you know, um some clients are saying, well, this letter meant this this and that and this is very important to me. Whereas with 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 their husband, with their partners, let's say um they they are well this is this is useful, okay, I need to keep that. this is not, but okay, I'm happy letting go of so I would say that mainly it's it's women who has hard who has a harder time letting go of things um and in terms of filth, actually they are both <laughs> <laughs> do you know the potential of filth, Steve is It's amazing from both sides. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, and whether, you know, whether you are older, whether you're younger, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's both sides, (laughs) men and women. That's for sure. So we have a a
1: show here in the United States. I don't know if it's over there. It's called quarters. Um,
0: Oh yeah. 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 And
1: it's, it's about people who have a very hard time letting things go. Yes, yeah. I
0: watch it on prime here, yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing, isn't it, to see how, um, how things can build up. Do you work with people that get to that point? Uh, yeah, yes, I do. I do.: And do they tell you before you
1: get there, I'm at this point, or you go? Because I'm always interested in this like when you get a client and you and you speak with somebody on the phone and then you go see it do you have a based on the conversation you have with them it's like oh i need a little organizing or i need a little touching up in the house when you get there mm-hmm. do you have a preconceived notion of what you're going into
0: um not always not always like one one client that i um that i had in the past that she was uh, she took some photos, but then the photos were like uh, just a scraping, a scraping a little bit the surface. Um, but yeah, I I usually don't. I need I need to usually go and see it really, um, and then and then we can act, do the uh, sort of uh, you know see what their priorities are or well in that case it's just starting to clear up, isn't it? So, <laughs> so we're kind of okay. Um, I kind of throw myself at the deep end.
1: (laughs) You're bold. I mean, that's part of the journey.
0: It is. Yeah, it is. It is. But I always have, um, I always have that uh, kind of prepared in my head. So when I get there, uh, and if it's less than I was expecting, then yeah, that's a gain, and that's good. (laughs) And do you have like a a game face that you have to keep on i mean
1: you don't want to like hurt somebody's feelings and i think to some degree somebody knows like oh my god
0: yeah absolutely i always when i do that whatever work whatever house i go into steve whatever situation they're in there's absolutely no judgment you know we meet people out there at um and i kind of i have learned to kind of keep Calm. (laughs) The British old slogan, isn't it? Or logo, I don't know how you say it. Um, Keep calm and carry on. You get there and you assess the situation, right?
1: And then you're seeing in yourself, this is a, and I'm making guesses here, but you tell us, this is a four hour job. This is a two hour job. This is a three month job. And on that note, what is like a, what is an average? I mean, I guess it depends
0: on each situation, doesn't it? It does. It does. And also it depends on their priority, because there are many times where um some people have, oh I want you to do the whole house. Um mm-hmm. uh, and we can't we you just can't do that in so many hours. You know, sometimes we do need uh sessions of um let's say three three sessions of three hours or or even more sometimes. Um but I always go with that what their priorities are. What is it that is really bothering them? Uh, let's say in a in example of a house that is not a hoarder, um, then that's what I, how I would do it. If the house is you know it's cluttered, then I'll, I'll we go and have a chat with the person and and we 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 I ask what is their priority, what is it that really bothers them? Because there's always I don't know about you, but there's always something Steve in in our houses that really bothers us. That if that thing is not quite right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's just really it's nagging right i don't know if you can if you can relate to that so sure. that's that's what i wanted to get at, at first with the client and then um and then we work out a plan to you know if they wanted to to reach out to the whole house if they wanted to clear to clear and to declutter and organize that whole house we work out a plan together Um, And then that can go, you know, can go for months. Um, Yeah. And that goes according to their needs as well, you know, how much they can afford and everything. So interesting. So because this show is going to air in the new year,
1: what are some tips, good tips that you can give our listeners in terms of decluttering and letting go and um, opening up
0: for what's to come? So I would say tip number one, focus on one place, small, you know, focus on one place, small, start with a, with a junk drawer, start with a junk drawer, put a timer on, let's say put 25 minutes or half an hour, a short amount of time as you're starting to, because our decisions are like a muscle, you know, like you're starting to exercise. So the more that you start to get rid of things, you'll get easier. So then you start with what is easy, number one um set a time so you don't uh burn out, and then you think, "I don't wanna do that ever again." Tip number three would be uh put some music on you know make it make the house a feel good thing, even though it might be that it's a little bit you know painful or is is dragging it takes it takes too long. Uh, put some music on. And number four, if possible, put the phone away, take all distractions. Right. right. That's what I would, I would say. Yeah.
1: Well, I think what you're speaking to, to as well is that there is an overwhelming factor that can play in here when you look at something that's like so big to accomplish. And it's so smart to just take little pieces and allow yourself like, yeah. like anything, like you just said, it's like going to the gym, like, you know, or going shopping. If you're not going to go to the gym for, you know, you want to get in shape. You're not going to go to the gym for 24 hours a day for three months. You're going to go to the gym yeah. for an hour a day and put in the time and come back
0: tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also it just be, uh, be patient and compassionate with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, that is one main thing is like, imagine that someone else is there. Imagine that I'm there with them and how would I how would I treat you? Oh well, I would never say, why are you keeping this? I would never ever say that. So don't say that to yourself either. You'll say, okay, well, this was part of my past, and this I'm be keeping here. I don't have, or maybe it might be that I don't have any reason why I'm keeping this object. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is time to let go, and that's okay. And then do ask yourself, is this useful, you know, or is this beautiful, or is does that does that object holds, you know, like a, a very, very good memory for me? And if it does, keep it and and put it in a place that it's of honor in your house, you know? Right. But don't if you have stuff that you're keeping it that is precious inside inside somewhere, you can't see it. Right? So you all those memories, you can't, you cannot, you cannot relive them by looking at that at the object. So put them in an honor somewhere you know, where you can show them up. So I wrap up these shows with three questions. Don't worry, you know the answers.
1: I'll ask you the easiest one first. Where can people find you online and where can people in your side of the pond um, make put you to work as their own green domestic fairy? Plug away your own stuff.
0: Great, thank you. Yeah, so you can find me on on Instagram and on Facebook as the green domestic fairy. Um, My website is still in the oven, let's put it that way. So uh, I, I have a blog, uh, (laughs) which is called the green domestic fairy um, dot wordpress.com. Question
1: number two, it can um, relate back to what we've talked about or anything. It's a simple question, who inspires you
0: yeah, well, who inspires me is actually my mom um you know like um I also lost my dad last November uh, a year ago uh in november twenty nineteen uh and yet she's just dealing with the grief with uh pandemic and with work with such a uh, sort of resilience that I just I you know I used to look up to her a lot in the past but just with those new situations I I she inspires me so much um and you know she also kind of got she finished her degree really late in in in, the, in her years she was like 40 45 um and She's still working, and she doesn't want to stop, and I'm, I just look at her and I was like, "Wow, I want to be like her when I grow up."
1: <laughs> Last question, it's an easy one. Again, whatever comes to mind, tell me something good.
0: Wow. Tell you something good it's It's just the the persistence of hope. you know. I can see that in the place where we are right now with um a pandemic uh, with uh, so much stuff happening in the world and it's just the the persistence of finding the hope of humanity basically so it, that that's really what i think is great i know it's a little bit it's a bit of a little bit fairy like <laughs> it's not something very very real but i don't know if you if if you think the same that i just can see so much good despite uh, so much chaos around the world that I think that is that is is something to to give us hope.
1: Thank you, Kezia for sharing your good with us. As I told you before we started recording, our trip to London was canceled last year due to the pandemic, and um, you better believe we are coming your way later this year. And we're going to get ourselves some proper English tea or a pint together. I'm going to let you decide. Next time on World Gone Good.
0: This gift of going on that trip with you really was a gift of healing, a gift of connecting both to myself, to you, and to the possibilities of what comes next.
1: We're going on another trip. Uh, Well, this time, it's a road trip with my pals, Tanya Perez and Ryan Basham. Now, when I heard that these two besties were taking a road trip together, I thought, oh my God, this is such a good idea for an episode for my podcast. We can talk about the good of a road trip. There was just one thing I didn't know, why they were road tripping in the first place. And so this next episode's story went in a direction I won't and you won't ever expect. I hope you'll join me. Until then, be good.